theory that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test of to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you let us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd And welcome to the latest episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the show where we chat about all things geek, the show where we chat about all things pop culture, the show where we chat about all things video games, comic books, books, Lego, you name it, we talk about it, and we're your hosts, I'm Boris, and this week I am joined by Phil. I believe I feel a twitch in the force. Yep, yep, <laughs> that we do. This is our first episode going live on Twitch, along with YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc. If et you can get on Twitter. <laughs> Which is exactly one of the things we're going to be talking about. Uh, but yeah, man, Twitter is a shit show, and it has been for a little while, but uh, we'll chat about that a little bit. Phil, happy Canada Day. Our happy listeners, Canada Day happy to you. Canada Day. And happy July the 4th. Exactly. Happy Independence Day. How are you, Phil? I'm I'm doing well. You know, it, it's been a, a. I apologize for the past couple of weeks because I've been kind of MIA, uh, with personal stuff, and yeah, just needed to uh, take that little bit of a break, a step back, because uh, had some friends pass away, like some 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 friends' parents, but people who meant very much in my life and. You know, and just other other events going on a lot with health and whatnot with these older people. And yeah, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks. How have you been? I've been all right, man. I've been super busy uh, between day job and everything else. But yeah, I took the last week off. Tomorrow's my last day off. And man, it's been great. It's been so much fun. Just uh, been going out a little more than usual. But uh, that's ah, nothing wrong with that in the grand scheme of stuff, right? But, man, had a very fun, fun weekend. Uh, spent it with friends and on Saturday, just, just friends. And it was a fun time. And then Sunday, again, Sunday evening, later in the evening with friends. Always a good time. Uh, and just, you know, just trying to enjoy the summer this year. I feel like last year I kind of let the summer slip by. And for one reason or another, I just wasn't into it, right? Yeah, I felt kind of eh all last summer, uh, but I'm not going to let that happen this summer because, you know, time is time is precious and we don't have too much of it, man. Uh, but yes. I will say that this episode, as I'm talking, it is so hard to keep my voice going like it's ready to just it's ready to give. <laughs> it sounds it sounds a little bit pained, shall I say. Um, I did finish uh, over my little our little hiatus there. I did manage to finish Jedi survivor. Yes. Um, I finally wrapped up the show for all mankind, which I had yes. neglected the last few episodes. I, I just did some, you know, with the quiet time and, you know, we're, we've got our full-time jobs too. 
um but yeah just trying to fit stuff into my personal time and yeah that that the little break of the show gave me the chance to get a little more collected on some of the stuff i've been neglecting or or you know trying to catch up on and i got to say i you know no spoilers on jedi survivor i know you haven't played it boris but yes it 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 took me about 25 30 hours to finish and sometimes that was in 10 minute increments and sometimes it was an hour and a half you know like it was very casual gaming approach that i took to it and um it ended better than the first game <laughs> that's that was- what i'm hearing and i'm so grateful for that cuz oh my god that first game it just angered me cuz like literally you know how they always make fun of indiana jones and how indiana jones biggest flaw is the fact that doesn't matter Indiana Jones has zero effect on the outcome of that movie, right? Yeah. That's kind of how I felt playing the first game, uh, Fallen yeah. Order. And it was kind of like, what the fuck? Why am I playing this? Sorry it for felt, swearing, bitch. It felt um, a bit a bit cheap, right? Because you, you go through this entire game. For the children, you have to save them for the children. And then you get to the end and it's like, nah, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> yep, exactly. And that was the thing, right? Like what? you build it up to to this, and you build it up, and you build it up, and then you just say "fuck it." It's like, oh my god. But yeah, no, no. This I'm, one, I'm really this one. Here to- they made choices I didn't like in some of the direction and the art of the final little film. Like you know, like when they do the cinematic, there was choices I wouldn't have made in that 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 took me out of it a little bit. That was just like I know what they were going for just didn't work but hey they, they did something right it was a choice yep. it was a chance i respect them for it i i think that it's been the most fun that i've had in a star wars game in quite a long time probably since fallen order and before that you know squadrons okay you know ea is getting better at this single player thing but now i'm i'm left with what the hell do I play next? Do I go out and do Diablo 4 or do I do Final Fantasy 16? And the thing that I'm sitting there looking at is saying to myself, Diablo 4, the big downfall with this is it's always online. Even if you don't yep. want to play into the whole subscription or, or games as a service plan beyond the main story, uh, you're still dependent upon like, Monday, Tuesday last week, they had DDoS attacks going like crazy on it and nobody could play the game, which was angering streamers and gamers and everybody. Right. So I'm just kind of shying away from that now where I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll just wait for that to go on a deep discount. So obviously Black Friday or something. And in the meantime, just take the bite out of Final Fantasy 16. Right. Enjoy the single player exclusives. But did you see some of the FTC leaks that came out this week from the redacted documents that people could see through? Yep, that was crazy. And that's actually one of the things Whoa. I want to talk about is a lot of the Microsoft versus FTC stuff. Um, yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff coming crazy out numbers. of there. Crazy numbers yeah. coming out from Sony. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about that because that was just something that my jaw was on the ground when all of this broke out and i was watching some summary videos and holy cow uh there's going to be someone lose a job there <laughs> oh yeah for sure there's uh the, the yeah it's 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 crazy and like we said right like a lot of these 
video game companies have kind of hidden their numbers for so long um mm -hmm. and for us to kind of see the reality of you know what they're worth to certain companies what certain brands are worth to certain companies i should say it is insane to see but yeah man we'll be talking about the ftc for those of you who haven't listened to us and this is the first episode because like i said i know that we are now on twitch um yeah so we we, we just talk anything about everything and anything whether it be movies comic books video games what's happened in the world uh technology and society uh we always talk back and forth about those topics but before that we just kind of catch up um because one of the things that i've always said for the past little while is it's kind of funny like especially with like you feel like when you joined the team we weren't yeah. talking as much and it was just simply because this is when we talk this is when we catch up this yeah. is literally what we would be talking about if we didn't have this show but uh this is uh yeah our time to this is what we call just... the banter <laughs> exactly and then every after the banter we have some news and then there's always a topic to jour that we'll be talking about and this week's topic to jour is a little it's a little uh opinion based and we're going to be talking about cgi in modern movies and what the oh. heck has happened with cgi in modern movies uh and what really inspired that was all of the chatter of the recent mcu releases and the flash which uh i'm, I'm not sure if you've seen yet I have not. It it the numbers kind of put me off a little bit. Wow. Hey, hey okay. look, like I, I get it though, but you're you're more of a DC aficionado, which I respect. I I'm I'm barely have toes in on Marvel, so I do respect the DC universe. I've been with it longer in the sense of Michael Keaton as Batman, uh, Christopher Reeves as Superman some of the old school stuff right and i'm trying to keep up with the new stuff but i just haven't bitten off on the flash because hey i'm not hitting the theater that much i think the next realistic theater date that i have is going to be dune 2. i think you know we'll see what happens i i i wasn't a big theater guy before the world is so much better for me right now because stuff comes to video so much faster yeah. Right. Like we are looking at Guardians of the Galaxy coming out on digital release July the 7th. So that's crazy for me because I've just avoided all spoilers for that movie. Can't wait to sit down with a bowl of popcorn on July 7th and watch it. So yeah. I don't mind buying the digital release. I'm, I'm very adamant about purchasing my movies because I do want to send the filmmakers the message that I will support them. If, if their product is good or I feel like I'm going to take a gamble on it because I like the reviews or what I've heard from friends, then I will go and put my money where my mouth is. I'm not one of the kind of guys. And it's okay if you are the kind of person that, that doesn't do that. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying I've made that personal commitment for just so that I can say when I belly up to the table with an opinion that I put flesh into the game you know what i mean like i got a pound of flash into this too so i just haven't really seen much about the flash other than some people saying they don't like it some people saying they loved it i don't know what to think but i know that it will be one of the top videos i watch when it comes out yep no i get that i get that you know here's the issue that i've had with the flash and i've talked about this a few times in the past uh even in on other shows including this past weekend so for those of you who are listening from the snme radio uh stream I do apologize because I know that this is repeat, but 
Phil, and I've, we've talked about this a bit, uh, but we've never gone into real detail about this. And just remember that as we chat, you can always add to the chat. Just ch add a comment, and we'll 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 read it and have a have a chat about it. But okay, so here's the thing about the Flash that gets to me is DC Warner Brothers Discovery. You know, over the past what six months, essentially imploded this world, and you know they canceled a shit ton of projects. They then, you know, named James Gunn the head honcho for their new universe, and more projects were being canceled, more projects were being changed, and and then you had kind of this weird, awkward period that we're in right now, where there are still movies being released, like The Flash, like Shazam, like Aquaman, and like Blue Beetle, and no one really knows what's going on, right? So... This Flash movie was kind of like the uh, Flashpoint paradox, and that's fantastic. And you could have used this to kind of re retrigger the world the way that the Flashpoint did in the comics to create the new Fifty Two. Cool. Yeah. But right now, you know, you, you're getting all this mixed message from Warner Brothers Discovery saying this world is dead. So then, as a consumer viewer, why am I going to go out of my way to watch a movie that isn't even part of a universe that's being created anymore yeah I, I i completely can sympathize with your point I'm not gonna so, argue it no that's point number one that point number two is the quality of dc movies just haven't been up there right so and i understand like as a consumer as a as as, as a regular viewer not someone who follows everything dc everything flash yeah. everything batman everything whatever everything this universe you know it's 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 hard for me to commit to this movie so that's why i say like the numbers don't reflect the quality of the movie per se fair because it goes I, the I, other way around it goes the other way around like some of the mcu movies that have just bombed in terms yes. of being good where they've sucked have done great in the theaters so yes. like that's the thing right but it's just it's interesting to kind of see like the 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 yin to the yang of dceu and the mcu i feel like we're at a time now where the dc universe the dceu is going to start getting better under james gunn hopefully and we're going to see i think we are seeing the decline of the of the mcu right like it's going to go the other the inverse is going to be true i think there's going to be backlash and there is building backlash to disney and there's going to be building support for the dceu under a unified vision right but at the same rate this movie always looked interesting to me because of the michael keaton aspect of it because it wore its its it wore its heart on its sleeve it's just unfortunate that the main star got in such a mess publicly and you know the same thing's happening over in the mcu with 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 their guys too so man hollywood's complicated it's complicated and we don't even have writers writing my goodness exactly the strike is still going on the wga is still going on and we're like at that very critical point in the summer where you got to get that work in for that fall premiere right so who knows what's going to be happening with the fall premiere uh, you know, for example, you know, the boys has been kind of put on the shelf for now. It's not canceled. It's still moving forward, but they're not going to release the latest season. I'm guessing until the writers are back in and I because they need the writers on shape or form, I think, at this point. So they're kind of pooched out. 
Well, yeah, you, you've got writers' rooms actively sitting on these shows. And part of this is what we identified in an earlier episode, a lot of concern around AI, probably a lot more concern around AI than what people originally thought. But there's also just the fact that streaming shows have kind of ruined a lot of their creative process because it used to be you'd have a writers you'd have the writers on set or doing whatever creating a writing room for a season of 20 25 episodes for a run and now it's 10 episodes and it's condensed and it's pressurized and and then you've got to find another series to bounce into and things like that so it's becoming more like gig work for them which they're looking to stop and i don't blame them in this job action at all but we we went into it's going to affect stuff yeah we went into extreme detail a few months ago uh you can find that episode in our back catalog over at itscannonpodcast.com and man like that's the thing right like i support this 100 i don't think people really realize just how sneaky the studios (laughs) are have become what studios are sneaky? No way. Right, right. And then you have like, you know, other things like you know where the uh, creator of Squid Games just got hasn't been paid extra cent because he sold the rights, he sold the production, he sold whatever, right? And Ooh. Netflix has banked how much? Yeah, that's that's not cool. But a contract is a contract. Normally That's, we'd have lawyer, uh, we'd have Tyler here to tell us legally. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, right? Like, and then, but but then we have the flip side where we have you know the and again we've talked about this and you can find it on at itscanandpodcast.com and it's kind of like you have HBO, WWE Discovery, who renamed their streaming service from HBO Max to Max again to get around paying royalties. Yep, and I just can't believe. Again, we'll go over it, but we remarked upon this before. Just about the behavior, the bad behavior of these streaming services right now. Disney are just plugging at stuff right now. They took off a show that they just put on seven weeks ago in Crater. They delisted it. Paramount has merged with Showcase. They eliminated a whole bunch of shows off of their streaming service that they were prominently advertising. Like, come to Paramount Plus, watch Inside Amy Schumer. Then, boom, Inside Amy Schumer, not on Paramount Plus anymore, apparently. Like, there's so much stuff going on for cost savings and write-offs and whatnot. I, It's just mind-boggling. It, it really is a, a bizarre world now where we used to joke about it with Netflix. Like, if you don't do well in your first 48 to, you know, 24 to 48 hours, your show is not going to get a second season. And it like quite literally is that attitude across the entire streaming service industry. Seemingly, I don't yep. know what the real numbers are because this is just like the video games. We don't get insight into how they make these decisions. There's no transparency. There's no accountability to the paying public or the viewing public. But it seemingly looks really, really bad from the outside looking in like talk about cutthroat and I, I i for one feel for all the production and all the actors and everybody who put hard work the writers everybody who put hard work into making these shows and just having them yanked off of the face of the planet like there's yep. no blu-ray 
There's no DVD of it. There's no record at all. I value my collection, which you can see behind me, and it falls onto the other side of this bookcase of all of the 4K Blu-rays, all of the, the Blu-rays, all the DVDs that I've collected over the years and hung on to. So I, I, I'm i not trying to say I'm a doomer for, oh, streaming services are going to disappear and you're all going to be left like picking your nose. No, I'm just saying I really enjoy having content that I can grasp sometimes because I don't really love the idea of what's happening in this world right now. Yep. Agreed 100%, right? And and that I think you brought up a great point. And we've, again, we've talked about this, but I kind of want to repeat that. And man, that Caesar looks so good right now. Um, and it's that's... Fantastic. I need one right now. You have no idea. Um, you really have no idea. Uh, <laughs> it's where, you know, a lot of the shows that are coming out just don't have a physical release day, right? So I'm happy that a show like um, Last of Us, like Mandalorian, actually are getting physical releases because there are so many shows that will never get a physical release so the is only Mando way getting that you one? can watch it uh, yeah I, i'm pretty sure it is i'm pretty sure i know last of us sure is because i've pre-ordered it off of amazon yeah the blu-ray anyways but the, the, yeah okay let's say let's assume mandalorian isn't let's just say they're not right and let's say yeah. for some reason disney and kathleen kennedy have a meltdown and they just yank it then what We'll never be able oh, to watch it again, right? Like, and this is the thing. Like, we always talked about like DRM and the dig digital rights management, but this is the extreme case of it, where you literally don't own shit. You're literally just, 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 just at the, you know, at at their whims. Um, yep. it's it's crazy, man. It is it, crazy. It it's 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 really getting weird too in the video game preservation world. So you look at all the guys who collect all the old cartridges and old, you know, old games on disc and whatnot. And now games are shipping that literally have garbage on them, like nothing, like blank discs that are pressed to look like the game. And all it is is a simple command to go and download the game off of the store. And that that really starts to scare me because a lot of these games as well the developers can change the entire nature of the game if they wanted to. They could quite literally make Diablo 4. I'm not saying they're going to or anything. I'm just using this as an example. Yeah. But they could make it you log in and there's a big log of shit and you poke your sword into it and that's the game. They could do that to everybody if they wanted, if they just didn't care, right? They could screw over the community. Or what happens when we're playing Diablo 6? And they unplug all the servers for Diablo 4. You can never play that game again. Your money quite literally went into their pockets. They took it and then they shut it down. Right? Yep. So, like, it, it's just a weird, weird thing. Because at least with Forza Horizon, which I, I play that a lot. But I'm on Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 1 and 2, they are dis they are taking down in August the online servers for the game. So they're shutting down those games. But if you have the discs or you've bought the game, you can still play the single player content. Yeah. You can still access the world. But with all of these games being the digital nature that they are and dependencies on checking into the live services that support them, their entire nature can change and they can just abandon the game 
and that game's gone forever. There's nothing to salvage. That's exactly it, right? I look at a game like Gotham Knights, right? Like yep. at any point, they could just yank it, and that is it essentially for that game. Yep. Well, I will give credit where credit's due. When Stadia shut down their service, they at least refunded everybody all of their purchases back. Yeah. Right? Like they they said, hey, look, we're taking this game from you. We feel bad. Here's your money. Like we're going to keep your subscription fees. We're going to keep a certain, you know, but if you want to return this, by all means, we're putting it all back in your bank account. It's kind of a nice touch. I don't know. It how is many, like honestly, like I don't know how Sony or anybody are gonna go forward if 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 their developers or their exclusives start shutting down. Yeah, and that's the one thing, right? About like PS Now or whatever it's called, PlayStation Plus, I guess now, um, and Game Pass, right? Like the same could be happening. A game might never get a physical release, and then what if that game just gets yanked from those services? Then what? Yep. Exactly. There's there's a few that actually disappeared with Stadia. And they're starting to come back. I think one comes out this week, guilt, something mm-hmm. like that. But there's there's a few that are starting to eke back out out there. But it should be an interesting, you know, it's hard for people who want to preserve the past. That's for sure, or collect it. That's that's what the people I feel worst for is just this idea that all games are discless. Yeah. It's just a crazy proposition to me. But yeah. hey, that's life. <laughs> life in the it's big cheaper city. for them. It's cheaper Way for cheaper. them. It's easier for them. But uh, you know, there's still issues of internet that like we don't consider because we're fine, right, with our fiber and blah 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 blah. But like yeah. people just north of you, right? Yep. They don't have access to great internet, and then what? And that's something that a lot of these companies are starting to not consider as much. Because they don't care at the end of the day. No, they, they go for the money. Like, like Canada is a great example of a geography and a population where, like, what? You have 60% of the country's population in a corridor. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. between Windsor and, and, and Montreal, you've got a significant portion of the people in Canada there just jammed into a perfectly aligned corridor and then this sprawling outlay until you get to the coasts where there's a little more people, but a lot of space where there isn't too dense of a population into agriculture and and farming and, and, you know, animals and and everything like that. Very important things in our world. And they just don't get great internet. And I guess to Elon Musk's little credit thing there with his star, his, his satellite orbiting thing. That's one of the Starlink. things he wants. Yeah, Starlink. He wants to remedy while he's screwing up Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's that. We'll talk about that in a second. But before that, have you watched any of Secret Invasion from Disney Plus and the MCU? Oh, I tried and I had to give up. Now, that doesn't mean I'm giving up on it. Yeah. It just means I wanted to wait for a few more episodes to trickle yeah. in before I give it a run because I heard. The first episode struggles for about 30 minutes or so. Then it starts to pick up and it rolls right into the second. The second's good. So I saw some people who had early release access to episodes one and two. And they were saying, you know, two gets better. And I know that three comes out this week. 
So I will give it a shot. I was really put off by the AI controversy over the opening credits. Yep. Was was rubbing me a little bit raw. Uh but I'll I'll you know, I'll get over it. That's part of the world we live in right now and I I can't you know, there's no easy way for me to protest it. I just want to see what they're doing with this show. I'm curious where it goes and yeah. How, how have you have you watched any of it enjoyed any of it yeah so yeah. i have access to the first three episodes i've seen the first three episodes and it does slowly get better with this uh, slow build up and slower progression it's kind of funny disney sent me the stuff after it was initially released i was like thanks guys but uh, i do appreciate that they sent something uh so i will talk about it more after episode three uh airs this week and okay. man it's it's not Look, I like these more grounded MCU projects now, like, uh, you know, the Captain America, the Russo Brothers movies, like um, mm -hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. It, this kind of has that feel to it, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it it still has some of the MCU-isms that really bother me. Yeah, fair. I think that's part of the MCU, isn't it? <laughs> At this point, it is. At this point, yeah. it is. Yeah. Right, man. So, okay, so let us chat about Twitter. What the heck happened to Twitter on Saturday <laughs> night? Wait, I think it was Friday night, July the 30th, going into June. June 30th, sorry, going into July the 1st. Apparently, the contract with Google for their live uh, uh, data connectivity expired. Not that Elon was uh, allegedly, I'm hearing that they weren't even paying their bill to Google. So I don't know how much of this is hearsay or not, but I saw it on the news, which was funny to watch. And they were making allegations about or suggestions that bills were not being paid. And Google had notified them that as of July 1st, they're yanking hosting services. And Elon, I guess in a panic is migrating or the company's migrating to some other data host. But in the meantime, they're cutting down what people can do with their accounts. Obviously, people with verified accounts who pay for it can see more tweets than people who are free, like myself, who can only see 600 posts. And if you don't have a login at all, you can't see anything. Yep. I think that sums it up. Yep, I think that sums it up really well. So here is the actual tweet that elon musk sent out and it's to address extreme levels of data scraping and system manipulation we've applied the following temporary limits verified accounts are limited to reading 6,000 posts per day unverified accounts to 600 posts per day new unverified accounts to 300 a day yeah well here's the part that bothers me about that the wording in that statement Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I have no way to validate that. But it sounds to me like he's using security and this anti-scraping thing as an excuse to buy time until he can fix this outage issue. Because the one thing that I can tell you, as a matter of fact, is that almost every day that I bother to look at Twitter, and it's getting less and less, believe me. Mm-hmm. 
almost every day that I log in and look at Twitter, some random person with a number behind a few letters has followed me and it's clearly a bot account. Yep. And this has increased tenfold since Elon Musk has taken over. Yep. And I thought that that was what the whole purchase was about, was getting these bots off of the service. And he was trying to argue that the price of Twitter was way too high because it was all bots. I've never experienced this level of botism in my life as what Twitter's done the last year or whatever time that Elon's been taken over. It's been horrible. It's yeah. like an absolute wasteland of garbage like there are full nude threads going on there are like content is just out of the world inappropriate compared to what was probably around but quashed or there yeah. was definite lines of what people could be doing or posting and i don't doubt that this stuff gets annihilated later but i just can't believe the volume of it. and i'm not looking for it like that's, that's the thing. thing. I'm One just thing... on there just to look at content for this show and stuff. Keep up with my geek stuff and Muppets and Lego and stuff like that. Like, I'm not looking for boobies and bum. Like, it's crazy. That's exactly it, right. One thing that I've noticed is having that, like, whatever, your the default timeline isn't even people that you just follow, right? It's this random assortment that the algorithm mm -hmm. picks for you for some reason, and you get some really wild shit there. Like I said, the amount of porn and nudity and things like that, and then you have, like, full movies being released because you can upload the full hour, and then at the end it says, go to this site to watch the rest, right? Like, it's just, it's absolutely crazy what you're seeing on Twitter, and it's, like, content that I would never want to follow like extreme right-wing propaganda that yeah. stuff that just like pisses me right off uh stuff that hits very close to home when it comes to immigration and things like that right so it's yeah. like why am i seeing this and it just yeah i've muted so many accounts in the past few months since musk took over and it's just crazy and then to top it all off right like after all the outages were being reported, after people were complaining, I love the I love the little statement that Musk sent out. The reason I set a view limit is because we are all Twitter addicts and need to go outside. I'm doing a good deed for the world here. Also, that's another view you just used. Like fuck you. Honestly, Boris, I'll continue to push our social on that but i think at this point and i know we're on air and i'm saying this to you which is kind of funny because normally it'd be an off air but hey we're transparent i think we should concentrate on our other social yep. media avenues more now because i'm starting to get to the point where i just want nothing to do with twitter same and you know it used to be a fun thing to at least scroll through while you're going to the washroom and here in Canada, we're about to pass a law that basically says you can't even put news on these types of services and on, you know, without them getting their fair pay and whatnot. So even my Google news feed is probably threatened to be shut down. So yep. my phone's about to get a lot dumber in terms <laughs> of what I want to look at, because I'm not going to go to social media for news. So I'm probably just going to be choosing a pay service 
paying the money and getting my news on that for when I go to the washroom. <laughs> That's exactly it, right? And we're going to be talking about that, not this week, but probably next week, because I want Tyler around for that conversation. Yes. Uh, that's a, that's a Tyler conversation for sure. Um, you know, keeping with the whole Twitter stuff, this is their third major third major outage since 2023. In March, a glitch had timelines of millions just wiped out with no access to recent tweets. Uh, in February, users found themselves unable to post on the site for about 90 minutes after receiving the following message, which was you're over the daily limit for sending tweets. This is three and half a year, dude. Three major outages in half a year. It's crazy. I, I've i never in my life experienced the disappointment that I have in a human being as much as Elon Musk going from a purely short, like arm's length away from him. Like I had nothing. I have no investment in him or his companies, but I admired SpaceX as a program. I admired Tesla cars for being what they are, like an electric car that works, right? There's a lot of stuff that I sat there and went, well, there must be a really interesting guy that's at the center of this, seeing some of his other investments. And then the more I learn about this person, the more disgusted I am about his just his whole presence of being is <laughs> off-putting yep. to me i i i just i just can't believe it i i and the worst part is is that some of the content creators i follow are still in like totally enamored with this guy technologically yep. a lot of people because a lot oh. of people think that he has created everything that he has right people think that he is the sole engineer who started Tesla, who started SpaceX, who started Starlink. A lot of people literally think that he's that no. innovator. No, unfortunately, he's he's shown himself now as the person who buys things and messes them up and puts an agenda onto them. Yep. Like the, the exactly. whole thing with crypto and everything was just pathetic. Yep. And, and, and oh, I you don't. Know, we don't like NFTs on this show. So. <laughs> or a lot of stuff in that realm. Yeah, exactly. Or a lot of stuff in that realm. So all you people who have me on NFT broadcast list, you can take me off. <laughs> right? It's so funny how many of those uh, lists we end up on. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah, man. So that's that's Twitter and NHL. Uh, and then, like, this is the thing. A lot of the content, it, 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 like a lot of the apps that were just fun are just Aren't falling fun. apart we have twitter reddit with their yes. paid apis and now all the third-party apps that are much better than the native reddit you know they're yeah. going to start charging you because well if they're being charged to get these apis it's going to come down to us right so it's like yep. man it's a very weird time in the tech space right now um and Heck, even I, the like, changes that have gone on to instagram and whatnot like They've had their controversy over the past few years, too, and some of their format changes and pushing to reels and things like that. Like, it's amazing how much, you know, nothing's free. You're the product. When when you get given something for free and told it's free, you're the product. And they're exactly. going to keep on manipulating you. Yeah. Because they have no commitment to providing anything other than, well, you got it for free. And that's kind of legit. 
unfortunately. Like, we can do what we want because we own it. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? And now that you have these forever of uh, like evolution of apps, like the way that Facebook and their mentality, right? It's just like that. It, it that that's one hundred percent why. It's because we are yep. the product. Yeah, welcome to the new world, guys. I just I can see the backlash. You know, in three years, we're going to be like, screw social media, <laughs> burn it down. I'm see. I'm seeing it more and more people just just get off of it, get off of social media for one reason or another, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I've made I've had to make choices in the past too. It's just too much. It's overwhelming. It, it's an endless thing of 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 drawing your attention and distracting you. It's like my day is so much more clear now. When I wake up, I just do my job. You know, like like I say, it was something like when you go to the washroom, you just distract yourself by reading twitter well it's almost just as fun to watch reels or whatever and then just go okay great back to work now distraction over literally how i spend my day now it's like i don't even know where i get my news because i don't use twitter for news i think i just read random stuff from various articles that i like i use that that catcher right that i have uh, yeah. which i wonder if that's going to be shut down here holy crap yeah you, you start <laughs> to think about it right it gets scary i i'm i'm serious like I, I I still can't. I know for the past two years that we've done our Christmas wrap ups and whatnot. I've always said that the social media platform I use the most, it isn't Netflix, it isn't it isn't Disney Plus, it isn't anything any of these streamers. It's YouTube. Yeah, like that is. I find out more more stuff off of that because most news outlets actually publish to YouTube some of their stories. So you can at least get real news if you're not if you don't have a television like you know feed a live TV feed. So I do at that. So I do catch the news because yeah, my father is was always buzzing around. And when you're an 84 year old man, you know what your best friend is? The news. <laughs> yeah, 84. My dad's 67, and he's like glued to news like 24 seven. And but he's also one of these people who now have in the past few years discovered social media. So you can only imagine how that goes. Oh, I I've seen it. I've seen the old man goes on Facebook. It's fun, yep. <laughs> isn't it? It's, it? it's the reason why all the kids got off. <laughs> it's just ah, we're done. Nope, my dad can see what I did last weekend. No, thank you. <laughs> pretty much. That's honestly pretty much it, man. Uh, but yeah, so we. we got to talk about the FTC and Microsoft Activision. Like, what is going on, Phil? Okay. This is hilarious to me. I can can probably sum it up eloquently like I did the other, the the last one. From what I saw on the weekend, and thanks to Inside Gaming, uh, Inside Games, both of them, in fact, I know they're close to each other in name. But one company consists of the people from the other. But they keep on covering this topic, and I enjoy watching them and and subscribing to them on Patreon. But basically what happened is they redacted a whole bunch of stuff, but they did things. They did this in the most novice way possible. They redacted the actual physical documents by using a black Sharpie. And the problem with that is they then took pictures of the documents and released them. And then people can up the contrast and read through the black Sharpie. So all of the numbers became transparent. So some of the things that came out on the weekend were The Last of Us 2 
development cost was $220 million. Uh, yep. Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West was something like 215. You'll probably have more accurate numbers than I. This is just off the top of my head or 213, something like that. Um, the money that Call of Duty makes was about $1.3 billion off of sales per title. But the revenue gained post purchase on the games as a service was $13 billion. So, you know, games as a service isn't going away for a lot of these platforms. And it's just amazing to me the amount of money that Sony in particular is spending on single player game development as they stick to their guns on that with those titles. So that's what really got cracked open. Now um, you're seeing other gaming companies react and basically calling out Sony on, you know, spending too much on some of these games, to be honest, compared comparatively to what they spend. But in a way, I would argue that when you sit down to play one of those games, you see where the money went, those triple A yeah. studio games. I can only imagine what, Rockstar spending on GTA six. Right. Man. Like, like apparently in the billions at that point, because on top of this, on top of these numbers, which sound outrageous. Okay. You also have the marketing on top of it. So there's another 100 to $200 million in marketing expenditures that go out at time of release to get hype up on the games, the, the hockey boards, the, the stadium advertising, things like that about, what the heck is going like, you know, the, this game's hot. You want to get in on it. Like, look, Diablo four is sponsoring hot ones episodes right now. Yeah. They have, they have the, 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 the new uh, hot sauce, the Diablo sauce at Taco Bell. Right. So instead of spending four or $500 for a coronal or, uh, for a, a rectal cleansing and whatnot, you can just get the five ninety nine Diablo box. Right. Right. <laughs> It does the same thing, I think. <laughs> yep. And then seeing what a Call of Duty is worth to a Sony is a huge part of this that we have to consider. And the FTC has to consider as they make their decision here stateside on what to do with this merger, right? Where I think yeah. it's, what is it? Each Call of Duty game is worth to Sony $800 million? Something like that, but... At the same rate, Sony are on record emailing their employees from from the head, like the CEO, saying that they don't really care if they lose Call of Duty. They really yeah. don't because they know that that money is like the 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 real issue right now is how many how many systems has Sony sold compared to how many systems Xbox has sold. Xbox has seemingly given up on this series. Apparently, they they have less than twenty million Xbox Series Xs sold. Which is kind of a crazy number. Like that's kind of low, comparative to PlayStation 5's sales. But it's interesting. I think the strategy of going with the X and the S is really biting them in the ass right now, development-wise and sales-wise, because it's fragmenting the market. It really causes a schism, right? And that's why Microsoft are panicking right now to get in on their streaming service and get that up and going because because it did come out that a lot of their backlogged or their Xbox Series X production was hijacked because they were upgrading all of the blades in back with Xbox Series X processors for the streaming service. 
and that took way too much of their distributable stock yeah and being able to fulfill orders it wasn't as much the 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 scalpers it was more so microsoft building a backbone because every time you stream a game off of that it should be using an xbox series x now so it's kind of their way of getting around it when the inevitable time comes when developers say we just can't make this game for the xbox series x okay no problem we're just going to tell our xbox series s people to download this app and go do this and they're going to be streaming the game provided their internet will work yeah, that's exactly it. Um, it's crazy. And like the other thing that like I was thinking about when you were talking about this is, you know, having so many versions of a system, right? And I have never seen, and I'm, I know that there are technical reasons. I know that there are um, production reasons. And I know that there are just overall, you know, trying to get the, all the new gen systems out in the hands of users. But the slowness of everything and the delays of semiconductors and production and this and that has caused this really weird thing where, you know, we're still making games and supporting games for the previous generation. So, well, quite literally, or, that ended last weekend for Microsoft. They finally yeah, said that they are not supporting the Xbox Series One anymore or de allowing development for it. Like, unless yeah. the developers really want to, I guess there's always going to be that. But finally we departed but that's a long hangover but like but that's the whole thing right like for how long have games had issues on one specific generation because like you're you're splitting the team and they're testing how many different versions of the same game right across yep. multiple platforms so this led this is a huge issue for uh cyberpunk right like cyberpunk this is a huge got, yeah they got a massive issue with that and I predict that it's going to become a massive issue for Xbox. The, the smartest strategy that Sony could do was stick with the PlayStation 5 as a uniform entry point. It's just disc or disc less, right? Yeah. Like that was your choice. That was your flavor choice. So to me, for developer reasons, obviously now I think that the narrative before was that the Xbox Series X had the higher or the better processor. But I think now the race is showing that stuff just looks better because it's not all about processing. It's about the speed of that SSD. It's about mm -hmm. how fast data can move across that bus. And that's why they're saying like Final Fantasy 16 can't exist on an Xbox in the way that they programmed it for PlayStation. It's why they're hesitant to, it's going to go to PC, but I think it's going to be one of these games that when it goes to PC actually says you need an NVMe SSD. And as well, like there's something crazy going on in the cyberpunk world where I don't know many games that have done this as a standalone single player game. Games as a service, yes, I, I can see how this may happen. But the baseline for the expansion of cyberpunk is a way higher buy-in than the baseline than it was for 2077. So if you want to play it on PC, you have to drastically improve your computer because this ain't going to run on the base stats that 2077 did. Yeah. And I that's, and that's a new one. Like And this is again goes back to the whole argument that I know you and I are both more console gamers, right? This is why I never ever got into PC gaming. It is impossible for your PC to have the lifeline that a console has. Look, we had PlayStation 4 from 2013 till 2020. 
I, right? I, We're not going to get the next PlayStation console until what, 2028? 2026 or 20, 2027, 2028, yeah. Yeah, right? Whereas my computer, I have to update it once every maybe. And I, like I'm being very generous when I say once every 18 months. It's more like once every 9 to 13 months. I'm still running off of a computer about four years ago. Like, yeah, but do you play on it? No, I don't. And that's, that's the thing. That's the, my point, like, right? Gaming on it, like gaming, I gave up on years ago because, yeah, you're right. Uh, I was upgrading at least once every nine months. I was pouring significant money or frustration into getting a component upgraded so that I could buy another component. Like, oh, I need to get faster RAM or I need more RAM and I need more RAM slots. Oh, but this CPU, I need to go to migrate to this CPU. Oh, but this video card, it needs a different PCI slot. That type of thing. It was just gourds and gourds cash. Well, that one doesn't have the best driver support. NVIDIA is definitely the way to go. Well, I want NVIDIA, so let's get this. Like, it was a constant money pit. And it, I, I started to fear opening up my computer because then it was like, when you're done installing everything so you can get it going, will it go? Right? And Oh, is Windows going to work? Is there going to be a problem with the hard drive recognizing this bus? Is there going to be an issue with this? Is there? That's why I started going to Mac back back in the day, because again, it was a locked platform, and as annoying as it was, I just wanted my computer to be an appliance. I wanted to come and use my computer and have it work. And I've gone back to Windows to to a Windows uh, uh, laptop, but the laptop is prohibitive to gadgetry and the yep. same as the consoles and it's just a personality disorder that i know that i want to get in there and start ripping at it and if you make me a serviceable box with a nice bright led light in it i'm gonna start to play <laughs> right it's just crazy stuff crazy stuff crazy stuff you know it's actually funny on twitter right now i just got a mention to our account let me make sure that this is the It's Canada podcast account. No, yeah. So people are having issue accessing our live stream on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sorry, See? people. Like another reason, another. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. Find us on Twitch. Twitch. Uh, all of it. At it's canon podcast so yeah you see it this is this is just uh kicking the balls again all right so let's talk about our our topic du jour and that is cgi in today's movies because this has been a very hot topic as you know you would think that as the years go by cgi in movies get better but we're seeing this really yeah. weird phenomena where it's not necessarily getting better and it's actually might be taking a few steps back right so let's uh, i want to talk about this first article and this actually came to me via tiktok uh but then i was able to kind of condense it and 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 we'll break it down a little bit so let's talk about why cgi might suck in certain movies so the flash visual effects artist zach mulligan he kind of talked about why the dc universe and other universes blockbusters don't look as good so he said Specifically, talking about the movie that he worked on, The Flash, right? He blames the, the Hollywood's bidding process. So this is what he says. Studios will approach VFX companies and say, hey, I have 2,000 shots, and I need 
that I need for this one sequence. And the VX VFX studios will place a bid based on that quantity of shots. But there's the catch. The amount of work per shot varies dramatically. So one shot could have a wire removal. Another shot could have a wire removal, smoke simulation, fire simulation, face replacement, and green screen. Despite the differences in workloads between those two shots, they're just considered one shot each. Well, yeah. that's a, he then yeah, says a flaw. that the insane deadlines that the VFX artists are given, uh, working overtime, working weekends, it does essentially affect the quality of the CGI in movies like The Flash, right? So that's 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 that like that sums it up in a nutshell, right? Like, yeah, you know, it it it's the and then they obviously take the cheapest, um, whatever offer that they get. Well, they they take the then... cheapest vendor, right? So what'll happen is companies that are in this in this industry will see the tenders come down and they'll go, okay. You know what? They may need two thousand shots for the Flash, but it's a marquee name. We're gonna try to lowball. We're gonna try and get as low as we can on getting in on that because it's a feather in our cap to say that we worked on the Flash, even though there's gonna be a lot of crunch, and it's probably gonna cost us money, but our reputation will be made if we get recognized for it. But then they get in too deep, right? Because now they're hemorrhaging cash because the ask is so high and the timelines are so cut short that they're going to hemorrhage cash and like you're lucky if you don't bankrupt companies at that point it's just like the the same as municipal upgrades and whatnot the town that i live in goes along and says hey we'll take the lowest tender on redoing this street so you got to pull up all all of the asphalt resurface it install gutters repave it rebuild it look like a nice street again and literally they started this work years and years ago on our street and it stalled and we called the town and we're like what the hell we don't see anybody working on anything for the past three weeks oh the company that bid on it went bankrupt and we're trying to get another contractor in to finish the job now what like isn't that on you guys to make sure that these things right. are financially solvent to make sure that the workload is appropriately enforceable to make sure that, you know, like there's all this stuff about anti-crunch crunch in games industry. Shouldn't it be apply applicable to the movie industry? Like, you know, Oh, well they're contractors who cares <laughs> you can do the work or you can't one or the other. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. And it's just like, to me, it's just mind boggling. Right. And that, especially the whole thing about the shots right like it doesn't matter how much work is actually involved in every shot it's just considered one shot so then you have this poor vfx artist who essentially has to just like do everything for this one shot and i can only imagine like because the way that deadlines work i bet you they don't even consider the amount of work in each shot they're like okay you have five shots to do one shot a day five days have fun those are just unrealistic i'm just saying this to make the point right yeah. so it's crazy like no shit you're gonna have shitty cgi at that point and here's something else that i was kind of thinking about clearly the studios don't give a shit if it looks yeah. bad it's like you're getting the point across right well you're gonna have an argument between the contractor and the studio the contractor is gonna win because the studio doesn't have the know-how 
to fix it. Like what happens if, if Boris, for example, I'm the smoke guy. I know how to do smoke VFX. I can get mm-hmm. out of these tools. So like goddamn real smoke. It's unbelievable, dude. And you're the wire guy. All right. Mm-hmm. So you do all the, the face and wire work. Now, when I get my five shots and you get your five shots, I might not get any smoke shots and get all face and wire. You might get all smoke and we're not allowed to talk. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's your assignments. Go do them. You know, you you might not even be matching proper or if they're mixed bags enough, you might not be getting the best quality people. Quality work takes time. It takes a team. It takes information sharing. And yeah, I think that at this point, I think it's made worse by the pandemic because the immediacy that everybody has on movies and getting them out and getting them into the world and getting them consumed and getting the money as quickly as possible, striking as hard as they can to get this stuff. I just think that it's coming at this cost of quality. Now, that being said, I don't typically look at most of these things and go, the quality is bad. I usually see choices that are made and I go, that could have been done better. Like in Mandalorian, there was a lot of practical shots I noticed in season three versus the CGI or the volume sets because of the backlash to the volume. But, you know, even that is distorting things because you're talking about live CGI programming on screens that are being filmed, which is changing the world because of the immediacy of Unreal Engine's renders right you're you're talking about people rendering places a day before they're needed and they're movie accurate so these tools depending on what these studios are using might be varied timelines and skill sets needed for them not all tools are created equal not all programmers or devs work in the same creative areas yep. they all have strengths and weaknesses i would think like that just stands to reason it, it's art right yeah, it's digital art, but it's art and we all have our strengths and weaknesses. That's exactly it, right? Like, and the other thing that we have to consider is the whole, like, the consumer is, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole. The consumer is partial to, partially to blame for this yeah. phenomenon happening as well, right? Like, we you want were our just stuff saying, right now. We want our stuff yesterday, right? There's, if we don't get three MCU movies and three, for MCU TV shows on Disney Plus, we're gonna we're gonna go ape shit. We're gonna say the MCU's failing. They suck. They why can't they keep up with the schedule? Just look at our behavior as consumers with Amazon. It used to be you'd get Amazon Prime and you'd get two day shipping. Now it's one day shipping, like quite sometimes same, sometimes same day exactly, and that's a, a, incredible to me. Because I talked to my Amazon delivery man on the weekend and he's just like, I have to pull up to this side of your house, even though it makes more sense to pull up there because it's less walking. I have to pull up to this, this side of your house because they track my GPS beacon and it has to be on the side of the street that's showing your address because they, they actually time how long he parks his car to deliver the package. So he's not really allowed to talk. Yeah and have a conversation but he told me he's just like yeah well they time everything everything's under the gun uh that's how they now project what time i'm going to be here because it's all trackable it's all them projecting his route and saying 
you know, telling him what order he's to do what delivery in. It's all micromanaged and whatnot. And, and as a consumer, you know what? Part of me is like, I don't care. I want my product. I want it now. I could go up to Walmart and just buy it. Even if it's a dollar more, I'll have it. But man, it's just crazy to think of how spoiled we are as consumers. I'm not saying that in a pissed off way. I'm just saying it's happening to the world. I think the, the pandemic is at least partially to blame for expediting that. Human nature so. is just doing its, its own. But we just got so used to getting stuff right away. And, well, I'm going to be stuck at home. I want to be entertained then. I want my shows now. And then you get spoiled. Yeah, big time. We, we, we that's, that's exactly it, right? And then people wonder why James Cameron takes, what, 10 plus <laughs> years for the next movie? Because he's the first person to say, I'm not releasing the next Avatar until the technology is good enough for the CGI I dreamt of in my head. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, God love George Lucas. I, 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 I hate to say it always comes back to Star Wars for me, but it does in a way. Because, you know, Showcase is airing all the Star Wars movies this weekend. Yeah. But As they always do. As they always do. It just makes me laugh because I'm like, I, I was talking to a friend who used to be a big Star Wars fan, and he's just like, oh, I'm done with it. I'm not bothering with it anymore that disney have messed it up and i go yeah but we were also the same guys that were saying oh thank god george lucas sold it because he messed it up yeah. and that was his thing like i'm like you can't have it both ways guys everybody's messing up your franchise maybe you've just outgrown it and that's okay yeah there's you nothing know? wrong with that man yeah you're, you're okay to just not like it anymore but you know, don't go blaming everybody for ruining your childhood because he, he started in on the Indiana Jones thing, which came out this week. I, you know, you know what you're getting into when you go to Indiana Jones. You know what you're getting into when you go to Transformers Rise of the Primal Robots or whatever. It's going to be a summer movie about Indiana Jones. It's going to be a summer movie about robots transforming into other things. Like <laughs> People, if you want to go watch something blow up, these are what are called summer blockbusters. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it right by the way transformers great movie very yeah, fun it looked like fun like i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to yeah. indian jones you know as much as the crystal skull was a bit of a stinker it was still indiana jones like that's exactly it i'm more curious to see what how they end indiana jones right like that that's that's where my curiosity hits and i'm not going to watch it till uh my brother and his family are back from the west from la they're in a little vacation there right now. So when they're oh, back, okay. that's when I'll watch it. Uh, kind of promised them. I was already having plans to watch it Sunday, but uh, last week during Alex's grad, my brother was like, hey, let's watch Indiana Jones when we're back. Like, fuck. Okay. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. You know, like, I, 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 I'm curious to know how it ends, too. I know it's a non sequitur that we're on. I hope the CGI is good. There we go. I'll bring it back. But, um, you know, I heard the CGI is great for the de-aging. Um, but uh, the thing is, is like you can tell from the music, it makes me upset. Like, I'm just like, yeah, this is the end of Indiana Jones. Like, you can just, it's like John Williams digging his own grave. I'm like, no! <laughs> just. There we go. It's, it's sad. <laughs> so we have the Kathleen Kennedy to be fired rumors restarted after the weekend or, or, or people being have fired they right ever now? stopped have they ever stopped Fair enough I heard that she's Fair already enough. fired and taken a leave and all this and yet here she is like here she is 
she's it's gonna like outlive a, us all. She's just gonna be in like a cockroach, right? and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like a cockroach outliving nuclear fallout. Kathleen exactly. Kennedy will always be the, around Disney. And so, yeah, Oppenheimer, do your thing. <laughs> Kathleen's gonna be fine. <laughs> now that's a movie I can't wait for. Uh, me too. I'm looking forward to that. That might be one that gets me in the theater too. I don't know. I the, don't the, know. the Avengers Justice League of Scientists movie. Like, come on. You know it's it, going it to be is, fun. I don't know that the, a movie about nuclear <laughs> development is going to be fun, but it's going to be interesting. I, that's the tag that I'll put on it. It's going to be a fascinating watch and a, and a good little fiction dive into history i guess like a fictional ish dive into it but yeah. it's all good it's entertainment like yep. who would have thought that here we are watching movies about you know flaming nacho cheese and the, the cheetos that's like, a great movie fyi i know I mean, but i'm just like the thing that movie. i watch blackberry i i you know what we watched the social network remember you and i years ago who would have thought that you know, like I'm waiting for the Twitter movie when Elon's just in there drunk and angry, going "fuck these servers." <laughs> right? <sighs> Shit, we watch. Anyways, Phil, I think that wraps things up in a neat little package. Long story short, CGI for these big ass blockbusters may not improve. They might stay in this weird up and down zone. But you have people like a James Cameron who are going to wait for that technology to get better. So yeah. so we'll see what happens. I don't see it changing for DCEU and the MCU, to be 100% honest. No, I think as long as we're getting this pulp thing going, it's going to keep on going. But if you want to let us know what you think of all this, what CGI is doing, how crappy Twitter is being towards you, you can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, patreon.com slash snme radio you can even find us on there with our great wrestling buddies and yeah anywhere where you find podcasts you can find us you know if you like what you hear so far leave a rate and review and uh, also leave a like if you're if you're tuning into the youtube um and as well we're on twitch at it's canon podcast so you know track us down on instagram twitter facebook twitter when it's working at it's canon Thanks for taking time That's... to listen to us. Thank you so much for that, Phil. And thank you so much for each and every single person who has listened to this episode and any episode they have listened to before. And if this is the first time that you listen to us, we thank you so much for giving us that slice of time of your life because we know how important time is and we do nothing and we just can't thank you enough for for listening to us ramble and ramble and ramble about stuff that at the end of the day really doesn't matter. But stuff that we are passionate about and love because you've been listening to the it's canon podcast the show where we chat about anything and everything including comic books video games books legos movies and how much elon musk sucks sucks etc 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 thank you so much east phil i'm boris till next time take care